what would you recommend is the best way to get started in e-racing? Start off cheap and work your way up. You need to ultimately know that it's going to be for you. Racing on a team is quite time-consuming if you want to do it at a high level. You know, have you guys in the team that practice every night, which is quite a lot if you've got a family as well. It's just to hit the whole immersion that you get. The fact that I've managed to set up the team, the fact that we're competing in all platforms, makes me proud. I'm not in this for myself. I'm in this to show that you can do this with anybody, if they're interested in it. But the fact that it's so popular now is beyond me. And then, as I said, you have Motorsport UK. They've now brought on an esports manager. Guys, the limit. It shuts out the pain for me, Harry. I do struggle with chronic pain quite a lot due to an illness I had back in 2016. As soon as I jump on the sim rig, I'm pain free. Welcome to the free podcast that I aim to entertain, inform and inspire you. If you are already following the podcast, thank you. If you are not, I would really appreciate you clicking that button. It's a small gesture from you, which is a massive gesture for us. Enjoy the episode. Lee Duncan, for those who don't know him, Lee has given his all to sim racing. After being diagnosed with tumours that left the left side of his face paralysed, Lee found an escape in esports. He describes the pain going away at the sound of his peers fall. For Lee, games like Gran Turismo, Assessor Corsa and R Racing aren't just games. They mean so much more to him than just the racing. So I hope you enjoy meeting and learning more about Lee and I Sports. So, open your ear holes and enjoy this one. Lee, welcome to the podcast. How are we? Very well, thank you. How's yourself? I am very well, thank you very much. A little question I'd like to start with is what ignited your passion for cars, racing and all things motoring? Uh, from a very young age, I was just a typical boy, addicted to cars, on the floor of your Hot Wheel cars and whatnot, and it just it just grew from there. So, um, And then obviously, Colin McRae's Scottish, so um, it's, it's, in my, it's in my blood, it's in my genes, shall we say. Yeah, and the, the racing side of things, is that what Colin McRae did? They, do you think that's inspired you as a as a kid? Uh, believe it or not, uh, well, yes, yes. They, they, they've certainly, you know, inspired me um, to do what I'm doing and kind of push it more. Um, but it's not the one that's made me do what I'm doing now, ultimately, shall we say. Um, that's That comes down to a gentleman called um, James Baldwin. Um, who you've probably heard of. Um, obviously, I started out watching him in World's Fastest Gamer, um, <laughs> doing his esports, and that's what you know gave me the, the the drive to do what I'm actually doing just now, um, and obviously creating Team Hard as well, e Team Hard. So yeah, it's going good. Brilliant. And when did the racing side of things come in for you? Did you grow up with like um, racing games and stuff, or was this? I think it's fairly new. Well, I had to, you know, as a young lad, you grow up, you have Gran Turismo um, on your PS, but, you know, back then it was it was nothing like it is now. You could never play online and you could never race in lobbies and stuff like that. It was never, you know, it was just, it was just fun. You know, I had the Tokyo Touring Car game as well, so um, it was just something to do on a rainy day, which is quite a lot up here in Scotland, as you probably know. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, it's going really well. It's going. It's going really well. That's good to hear. And I know for me, it's playing games like you say, Gran Turismo, and even the the Forza Motorsport games. They give me a real sense of escape. But what is it for you that esports sort of does? 
Uh, well, believe it or not, before I started with E-Team Hard, I was actually with uh, Team Brit, um, who's a, an all-disabled uh, racing team, um, yeah. in which I was uh, the GT manager, Grand Turismo manager, for E-Team Brit. Um, unfortunately, just the different avenues within the team, um, different goals, uh, in which obviously I left and I've uh, approached Team Hard, uh, in which I was given the green light a couple of months ago. Um, to get the, the team up and running. So we're up to a strong about 16 full-time racers um, yeah. on all different platforms now. It was originally just Gran Turismo, um, but it's now, you know, we're on the iRacing, R-Factor, ACC. Uh, we're looking at Project Cars 2. So it's, yeah, it's really growing, really growing. But it shuts out the pain for me, Harry. You know, I, I do struggle with chronic pain quite a lot due to an illness that I had back in 2016. As soon as I jump on the sim rig, I'm pain-free. As soon as I come out my rig, I'm in pain. So yeah. that's why I spend all my time in the rig. And when was it you found that you could make this pain go away with through racing? Probably about a year and a half ago. Probably about a year and a half ago. Um it was during lockdown, nobody was allowed to go out, and I had a PlayStation, I had Gran Turismo Sport, but I had never pushed it, I had never really you know, got into it in debt. First thing was PlayStation Plus, set that up, and then came on board, uh, what was it, Redline, Redline Racing League, done a Monday night with them, and it, and it just kind of grew from there, arms and legs, and I joined Team Year One, and then went on to Brit, because I wanted to establish a new project something that had been, you know, completely fresh from the start. Um, and that's when I joined Team Brit uh, and doing the Gran Turismo. They'd been set up since 2019, but it had only been on the PC side of the racing. They'd never had somebody that was doing the Gran Turismo. So um, that certainly gave me the drive and the push. Uh, I think I was up to about 10 racers there uh, in the yep. Gran Turismo side. So. Brilliant. And for those that may not realise this can be a career, how did you make a career out of it? <laughs> I wouldn't say I've made a career out of I've tried my best. I've tried my best. Yeah. It's just I'm I'm not fit for work just now, Harry. I know that's probably not okay. what I talk about, but um No, no, please do. I I'm I'm not fit for work due to my health. I've had uh, reoccurring middle and the year tumors. Um okay. operations of the year. So, you know, I take a lot of time to for the, the surgery and stuff. It's a six to eight week recovery. So I'm trying to make a job of what I'm doing and I'm hoping that's what comes of it um, mm. because it's something that, you know, enjoy doing. You know, it's, it's half the battle if you do a job that you are enjoying. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it just fills up my days and I, and I love it. The whole sim racing community is just phenomenal. Nobody's really, yes, you'll get the odd person that's out there for themselves. But ultimately, the guys are all want to help. They'll go on with group chats and we'll help each other, you know. So that's that's what makes it kind of more exciting. Yeah, I think community is a real thing within the, in the especially the car space because we're all here because we have that passion. Yeah, and no one's like you said apart from the odd few. There's no one that's out there for their own. That we're all there to help lend a hand. Yeah. And how did you how did you kind of foster that that community through eHeart through Team eHeart? Well, there's there's lots of things in the pipeline that I can't say too much about just now, but my ideas are that uh, we can introduce some racing into Team Hard Academy and the scholarship that they do. Purely for the fact that it's, I mean, okay, it's some racing is big, but, you know, when you look at it, 
it's really big. You know, you've got Max Verstappen doing it, uh, our own personal driver, Bobby Thompson, Will Powell. They're all on rigs. So, you know, it's affordable to compete at a high level. You know, yep. okay, there's, there are rigs out there that cost thousands of pounds. Me personally, I, the one I've got is under 500. You, you don't need to spend too much, you know. And for those, I mean, it can be quite daunting that the price of kit is getting to any motorsport thing. What would you recommend is the, the best way to get started in e-racing? Start off cheap and work your way up. You need to ultimately know that it's it's going to be for you. Racing on a team uh, is quite time consuming if you want to do it at a high level. You know, I've got guys in the team that, that practice every night, you know, which is, which is quite a lot if you've got a family as well. You know, um, but it's it's just the, the whole immersion that you get now from some racing to to, to real racing. You know, it's yeah. the closest you can get. But the fact that obviously Gran Turismo was backed by FIA, and they were holding their, their FIA events annually, um, that it's it's just kind of growing arms and legs. Then we had lockdown, and it's just it's just exploded from there. So um, I know that Motorsport UK. I've brought on a, an esports manager, so it's, it's looking even bigger. <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned that through lockdown you found fan racing as a way to avoid the pain. Um, wh- when were you when were you looking for ways to avoid? How what was that journey like for you? For people that maybe are dealing with chronic pain, how did you find the best ways to deal with it? Best way to deal with it: get yourself Gran Turismo Sport. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, yeah. everybody that came on board with the team uh, we all you know had different issues you know uh, and we all found the same thing that if you go on and you're racing it shuts out the pain it's it's just such a good way if if you love motorsport it's it's great you just switch the machine on you know you can start out on a on your controller and then progress by a like in a small cheapish wheel and then progress. People see Fanatec and uh, all these kind of brands, which, you know, they're, they're great products, but they're just out without the reach of everybody, you know, your, your yeah. everyday person. Uh, me, personally, I just use a Thrustmaster, um, and it's been a great meal. It's a force feedback one, T300 RS. Um, I've got my pipes on it for cooling down, and my digi dash, and I've got the, I upgraded the pedals. The pedals were an issue because of my weight and being on them every day. They were, they were plastic, so they, they, none of them snapped. The brakes snapped one night. Yeah. Um, so I've upgraded them to the, the full TLCM, which is a load cell technology ones. Um, three pedal kit, indestructible. So great, great products. But no, it's just, some racing is just, just a different league. You know, it's if, if you want to go to your tr- local track and go for a track day, you would need to book it. But if you're down the stairs or you're having a bad day or whatever, you just come up, bing, press the PlayStation, it's on, wheels on, and you're good to go. You don't need to wait, you don't need to drive to a track. And it's, it's brilliant, fantastic. No, great. And I'd like to learn more about the role you do as esports manager for E-Team Hard. Like, what does that look like on a day-to-day? On a day-to-day basis? Well, well it's uh, extremely busy, extremely busy. Well, you know, it's as a, as a principal... Um, you're always looking to the future. You're always planning ahead. Uh, I'm, at this moment in time, I'm, I'm doing a lot of approaching for sponsorship 
um, to companies uh, because, as I said, I wanted to try and introduce this into the academy and the scholarship, you know, through the cap yeah. and stuff like that. So, well, even over Team Hard, it's as you've seen, it's, it's costly to run a race team. And it can be costly to run a, an esports team, a professional one. So yeah. the fact that, you know, it's just, it's just trying to get somebody that wants to work with us. Um, so I'm sending a lot of kind of emails out just now and, and to companies and, and just trying to get a wee bit of help. I'd also like to put the kind of sim rig on it, the, the British Student Car Race Days as well, uh, or for yeah. the VIP tents as well. Um, so, you know, I personally can't afford to, to do it all. But I'd love to, and I would. Um, but unfortunately, you know, you need to kind of branch out to uh, companies and see who, who wants to help you. Um, and then I'll just be dealing with the the, the race team. Um, we use Discord, um, which is obviously quite a, a popular platform for for yeah. gamers. Um, I've got two sides to the team. Uh, I've got the Gran Turismo console side, which is managed by Nightfire. Um, and then I've got the PC side, which is managed by Ryan Elliott, who is one of the academy drivers. Yeah. So there's a lot of kind of interaction there, you know. Um, on a day-to-day basis, I'll just be kind of checking our social media sites, making sure they're posting on. I've got a big planner that I do, a weekly planner, um, knowing what, what the guys are racing and when they're racing. And just make sure everything's kind of just ticking over nicely for them, you know. Um, there's quite a lot of because of Gran Turismo 7, there's quite a lot involved now. Um, yeah. Because you've got the tuning that's allowed. So a lot of the guys are still trying to find their feet with the whole tuning side of things. They're going on to a racetrack and uh, the cars are disappearing, you know, and they're like, I don't know anything about tuning. So there's quite a lot to kind of take into it, you know. No, it's important. And the sponsorship side of things, I know I'm guessing that's a lot of rejection and it's a lot of, it's, it can be up and down. But what are you saying to these sponsors? What are you trying to convince them of when you're applying for help and you're looking for a hand? Basically, um, you know, whatever company comes on board, companies come on board, you know, they're going to get a lot of publicity from it. You know, on a public race day in British Touring Cars, you can see in excess of 50,000 people, you know. Um, I know Team Hard have got a VIP hospitality tent. So, you know, and, and that features children as well. So the fact of having like a wee rig there that, uh, you know, Aaron Taylor-Smith can maybe come on, do a wee lap time, and, you know, then we can say, right, guys, you try and beat this time. It's going to draw in crowds, you know. Having a sim rig, yeah. and there was one that uh, the, the other day. Um, so, you know, it's, it's popular. It's popular stuff. Yeah, and when I've been to Goodwood, there's like the Porsche team tents have, have stuff like that, and I, it's, it's, it's incredibly... I'm, a, I'm incredibly competitive, so when, when going on Simrix, it's kind of like you, you don't want to give up. You want to keep going, and yep. every lap you're trying to you try to improve the tenth, the second, and whatever. And it can yep. be really addictive, and it's really fun, like you say. But yeah, so when are you going to, I guess, look for the future of E Team Hard? What you mentioned some things. What is your big goal? Um, big goal. It would be the virtual Le Mans. Okay. Um. Tell me more. Well, uh, it's quite expensive. Um, I think you're looking about maybe two and a half thousand pound a racer. Okay. Roughly. Um, that's not per team, that's per racer. So the fact that it's virtual Le Mans, you're going to have four. 
so yeah, there, there's ten thousand pounds. Um, but no, that's that that's a big goal. That that's that's a uh, that that would just end me if I if we were to get that. That's that's my dream. Um, but you know the fact that I've managed to set up the team, yeah. the fact that we're competing in all platforms, you know, as makes me proud. You know, I'm not I'm not in this for myself. I'm in this to show that you know you, you can do this with anybody, any team. Mm. You know, if, if they're interested in it. But the fact that you know it's so popular now is is beyond me. And then, as I said, here about Motorsport UK, they've now brought on an esports manager. You know, the sky's the limit. You know, I really don't know what's around the corner for esports, but I can only imagine that it's going to, you know, grow and expand even more. I have some great news. I'm incredibly excited to announce this podcast has its first sponsor, Automobilist. Now, Automobilist are all about creative thinking and solution finding ideas, ideas that I like to champion myself. Now, on top of this, they are some of the industry's most knowledgeable automotive and motorsport minds. They create a high-quality product that looks great in garages, offices, and rooms of all types. They are giving one lucky listener of this podcast a chance to win a copy of their limited edition Formula One 80s Decade posters. Now, I know what you're thinking, but I've not been told what to say. I generally love the posters, they look superb, plus they are so collectible. Still... If you're like me and obsessed with the McLaren, this is extra exciting because the poster is of the McLaren MP4-4 car. The McLaren MP4-4 is statistically the most successful Formula 1 car ever, having triumphed in 15 out of 16 Grand Prix held in 1988. It's a proud and unbelievable moment for me and the podcast. I wish I could be in the chance to win with the poster myself. Now, listen carefully because these are super easy steps that will guarantee you the chance to be entered. To enter, follow us at We Are Ignition. That's We, the letter R, Ignition, and Automobilist at I Am Automobilist on Instagram and comment the word win on our post to be in the chance again. A huge thank you to Lucy and everyone at Automobilist for helping set this up and sponsoring the podcast. The giveaway starts Friday, August the 5th and ends 11.59pm on August the 31st. The winner will be announced Monday, September 5th. This giveaway is not sponsored or endorsed by Instagram or Spotify and has nothing to do with the platforms. All rules and regulations will be on the website and further information is in the show notes below. Good luck and now back to the episode. Well, I want to sort of take away from the e-racing side of things and just talk about you as a person I mean what were you doing before you got into e-racing I was uh, sales I've always been kind of involved in uh, the sales side of things Um, my last job unfortunately was actually uh, paid off they told me the business was having struggles but it was it was ultimately it came down to my health because you're seen as a liability you know, I'd worked with a gentleman for for over five years. I uh, bent over backwards for him um, because it was uh, detailing products that we were selling on yeah. the road. Yeah, just I went into him after a scan. A letter came through one January. Went back after the the, the Christmas holidays, and and this is where he started. I, I told him, you know, I'm going to need a, another, you know, six to eight weeks off for another operation. I found another tumor. Um, and then, you know, the company was struggling and I sat in the next thing. Within by the February I was I was out of work. Mm-hmm. Um so and then I, I kinda went through a lot of problems with my relationship, my, my partner at the time. That's when you, you you truly find if somebody's with you for you or you know, if they're with you for another reason. 
So yeah, it's it's been a bit of a roller coaster, but the whole the whole esports side of things just is, just lifted me up, you know. Yeah, the community and uh, I guess there's just there's no pressure, there's there's no boundaries, you know. You you go on, you're on to do it for yourself, you know. Um, obviously, mm. I do it for my team, but and the rest of the guys will, but. Ultimately, you're doing it for yourself, you know. The old saying is, you know, you get out of life when you put in. If you want to be a good sim racer, then you'll you'll spend the time. You know, you'll make the time. I mean, at the start, Harry, my God, um, it was like 24-7, you know, um, because I do the designs as well. So you've got to have the cars to spec on online, you know, yeah. to the real team for sponsorship reasons and whatnot. Um, so it, it, it was 24-7, 24-7. But I, I don't regret it one bit. You know, it's, it's changed me as a person um, because I've not went through and then obviously the, the COVID and lockdown, you know, people were struggling of all different kinds, mentally, physically and, and whatnot. So um, if, I didn't, if, I, if I didn't have the sim racing, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I would have been doing. To be quite honest with you, sitting playing with Lego, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I've got, I've got a massive heart for Lego. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> but oh. at the age of forty-two, when you bring out your bucket that you had when you were a wee kid <laughs> and empty it, you go, right, okay, <laughs> I've drawn a line here. Um, ah, it's time to get some more Lego if the bucket's too small. Should be filling your house with it. <laughs> I've not got too much time for that, but that's the thing. My heart, honestly, it's it's all some racing for me. All about some racing. I want to take on and, the big boys. Yeah, take on the big boys, definitely. And so, who are they? Just for those who may not have a clue about well, you racing. If, if the guys get into, obviously, the, the Virtual Le Mans uh, team redline, you've got um, Max Verstappen, um, and then obviously James Baldwin. The difference between what I do personally um, is I'm on a console, um, so mine's is very affordable, whereas the PC side of things is completely different, and that's what these guys are competing on, and that's where I want to go. That's that's my personal goal, is to, to get a PC, to get some help, to get a PC, get set up, and, and get into the PC side of racing, um, and, you know, use it. And I, I'm not saying that I'll, I'll stop racing on Gran Turismo or or whatever, um, if that starts. But it just opens up more avenues. You can be a multi-racer, as I call them. So you're competing in, in all sorts, you know. You can yeah. a couple of nights do Gran Turismo, a couple of nights do iRacing, a couple of nights ACC. So um, it gives you a good mix. But again, yeah. it's, it's quite costly, the whole PC side of the, the, the eSports. So um, that's where help <laughs> would come in handy. Yeah, are you looking at people like I'm guessing like Jimmy Broadbent is is sort of a he's he's, is, is, he's, he's on another level. He's he's on another level, Jimmy Broadbent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, have you tried speaking to him about starting a team or getting sponsorship or? Hey, what you'll probably find is lights are Jimmy. Um, they're very limited to the help they can actually give you. Um, I, I I'm in common. I've, I talk with uh, James Baldwin quite a lot, but again, he can't give too much away because of sponsorships and stuff like that. So I guess it's just like I'm, I'm using the skills that I've had growing up, sales, um, promotion, all that stuff. 
and I'm interacting that into the sim racing side of things, you know. Um, and I'm and I'm reaching out to companies, maybe two a day. I'm just looking online and and approaching. Some of them are already like helping. Like you've got um, Child Last, who do yeah. and they're helping out obviously Williams, so they'll not entertain anybody else, you know. So you've got to do a wee bit of homework and research, and then you know obviously send out an ace email to say you know this is what the future holds. Are you able to help? Nine times out of ten, they'll, they'll always come back. Um, you know, there, there's some positive ones there, uh, and there's some negative ones, you know. But at least they, they're replying. You know, old saying, you don't ask, you don't get money. That's, that's the thing. That's, that's true. <laughs> and if we're completely to wipe the slate clear and say, I want to start e-racing tomorrow. Yep. What am I? What am I looking for in terms of kit? Where do I start to look for racing? And who? What team do I join? Do I join E Team Hard? Is that? Is that? Where do? Where should I start? Well, what I would say with there is, you would need to see how how you feel about some racing. You can do it as a hobby, or you can do it as a career. Ultimately, when you're starting out some racing, you'll be on a pad. Not everybody's going to, you know, splash out and get a wheel. Ultimately, what I would say is you don't have to spend thousands of pounds. You know, you can start out with, I mean, I, I'm not even telling you what I started out with because it's quite embarrassing, but you know what? It worked. Um, but it was basically the ex-rocker seat, fold-away seat from mm. Argos. Um, because I, I was using it in my room and I thought I wanted to have a bit of space and put it away and whatnot, but it never went away. It was always stationed up anyway. Um but it's a basic kind of seat for for kids, you know. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, I've done a couple of modifications to it because I was finding that it was kind of pulling towards me. It was bending, flexing too much. So I'd put like a, a few kind of um, guy ropes in to just kind of make sure it was sturdy, you know, rather than yeah. things on. Um, but, you, you know, you start out on your pad, do your sim racing on the, the pad, Find your feet, feel, you know, is it something you want to do professionally? Is it something you want to do as fun? Um, and then you'll, you'll, you'll find loads online, you know. Um, that's that's basically how I, I started. You know, I just thought, this is great. You know, I mean, let's be honest, every kid who's a petrol head wants to be a racing driver. Everybody, yeah. you know. Um, console racing is very, you know, is, is very affordable. So that's what makes it very popular. Um, so, yes. Uh, well, you need your television, television, PlayStation 4, um, and your pad to start with and find a feel for it. You know, watch videos online. There's lots of yeah. videos online, YouTube, you get your FIA finals. There's a lot of help out there with regards to, um, you know, your, your racing etiquette and how, how to obviously be, be your race craft. Basically, you know. Um, so, but with regards to teams, that really just depends on the individual, you know. Um, you've got to be careful when if you're with a professional team, i.e. Team Hard, because they have, you know, real-life paying sponsors. So we have to ultimately protect them. Now, as you know, uh, when you're online, there's lots of things can happen online, online bullying and, we, you know, that's we can't entertain these things. We've got to be very selective as to what mm. we participate in, because we can't have you know all the effing and blinding and 
you know, all the back chat and stuff like that and sure. races, you know, so we've got to be very, very careful. But there's there's lots out there. Lots, loads, loads out there. And there's always those um stories of people getting drafted into remote sport through their lap times on certain tracks. So there's there's that for the um yeah, for the for the the guys who want to be inspired, there's always that avenue as well. Very much so. And your Jimmy and your your James. Sorry, Jays. <laughs> I don't stand a chance. Have so much luck, yeah. And I'm out of the race as well. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, but yeah, Lee, I know, I know we're coming slightly towards the end. So there's a couple of questions I like to sort of ask as a geeky sort of just interesting sort of car questions. And the first of those being your three-car garage. What would you like to have in there? Oh, do I have a limit? <laughs> uh, there's no price limit, yeah, but there's definitely three cars. You have to have to pick three. Pick three cars. Uh, well, you know, I'm getting to that midlife crisis age, so it's it's, it's kind of going a bit old school for me, um, yeah. and I'm a bit a, a tuner. Um, so I probably have to have a Mark II uh, Vauxhall Astra GT Champion Edition, okay, um, which is a rare as rare one, uh, and then I would have, geez, a Hummer. Have a Hummer. Okay. Uh, and then I would have my everyday, which would be uh, R35 GTR Skyline. Pretty just tow the Hummer with that. It breaks down. <laughs> but none, none, of, <laughs> none of those would be affordable the prices of fuel at the moment. So, yeah, uh, I'll just stick to driving them online. It's fine, it's fine. No, so you're better off buying a house than buying a Hummer at this point. <laughs> I will. That's true. That's true. Crazy. And yeah, um, it, I mean, this might be a bit easier for you. Bear in mind, you probably had the ability to race around so many of these tracks. But if you had one car to go around one track or road, where would you go and what would you take? <sighs> a track that I really, really like at this moment in time is uh, Watkins Glen. And yeah. my number one car, uh, and I hope Team Hard are, are listening to this because I know they've got the Porsche Carrera uh, GTC. Um, my ultimate car, the only car that I compete in quite a lot is uh, the Porsche RSR online. That's that's ultimately so. That would be any track, to be honest with you. <laughs> with any track, any car. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, the fact that you were to do that was just, that would be a dream come true, you know. Um, but at the moment in time, Watkins, Watkins Glen has been added to Gran Turismo 7. Um, I've never really uh, raced on it before, so. You know, I've I've set I think the fourth fourth or fifth fastest time um on Watkins Watkins Glen Daily Race C. So Oh wow, there you go. Yeah. It's clearly a track you very much love. <laughs> to, to be honest with you, see if you it comes through the, the, the drive literally from that person, you know. I can sit down for hours and, and drive round the track at fifty or in first year. So you're sitting at maybe 78 mile an hour and you'll just drive around the track and you'll just find all your turns, your corners, yeah. braking zones. Okay, you've got all these things in the game, but that's the difference between dual blocks and, and what we do. You know, you, you, you'll spend time. We can't track walk the way the, 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 the real racers will do a track walk. We, we can't do that, unfortunately. So we just take the car out and go for a wee couple of laps. And, and so no, why not? Perfect. And sort of from, I guess this is from an esports sort of side of things, but the 
when you're racing these cars, what's the most important thing to tune, I guess, when you're looking at the setup and the dynamics of the vehicle in the in the game? What makes the most difference? Is it the suspension? Is it the the tire pressures? Is it the gearing? Well, the problem being is that let's grant Turismo, um, they use BOP, which is obviously your low balance of performance. So, you know, I've not really spent too much time in the whole tuning side of things because BOP's BOP. So once the, a lobby's set, we all race at that speed. There's there's no difference. Um, ultimately, it's the tyres, you know, just the same as real life. You know, you, you can go and use hards, um, but you're, you're slower, so you're ultimately wanting to go with soft tyres. You know, yeah. there are lots of modifications now on Gran Turismo 7. You've got your high-rev uh, turbo kits and, you know, forged engines and, and all that malarkey, but it's, it's just a thing that fills the game and, and the game, if that makes sense. Because as soon as the lobbies that we compete in are a balance of performance, we can't use any modifications anyway. So, um, and we ultimately are always in the race cars. So, you know, you can't lower them or change the things. Or that car is the way it is. So the only okay. thing you can change is the wheels. Uh, right. And I like my deep dish wheels. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch the wheels. Got it. Leave them as they are. Yep, just leave them. <laughs> leave them where they are. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Brilliant. And Lee, the the last one is the best bit of advice you could give to someone starting out in e racing. Google. <laughs> Everything's online. Everything's online. I mean, it doesn't. Even though if you've got a family, you know, you're still entitled to some your time. And there's lots of things. All you need is put in is some racing community. And you'll find it all online. Yeah. You know, you've got Monday night clubs, Redline Racing League. That's a Monday night. And they do different lobbies. Um, they cover a lot of platforms from PC through to console. That's I think when you join something like that, that's when you ultimately know you want to push it. But again, as I said, it's okay for me because I'm not working, Harry. So I've, I've made this my work. But I know, obviously, there's quite a lot of folk out there that, you know, have good jobs, have got family, and they, they can't commit the same, you know. But there's there's loads of things online, loads of things online. And obviously, happy enough if you were to contact myself, you know, on Instagram, uh, Lee Duncan, E-Team Hard Lee, uh, ETH Lee D80. I'm, I'm quite happy to help anybody that, that asks, you know, or needs it or wants it, Harry. That's, that's the thing. Yeah, well, as I said, that's very gracious of you to do and offer your time like that. So, um, with that being said, thank you for being on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure and to learn so much about this, the journey you've been on and what um, e-racing has done for you in particular. It's been a pleasure. You too. Thanks very much for having me, Harry. Well, I hope Lee's story has left you with a different view on gaming, not only because of what it brings to its users, but the profound benefits it has to mental health. I doubt Lee is alone in how he uses it as an escape, a form of meditation, a solace. Getting into the rig, focusing the mind on motion and going through these motions brings joy and calmness. There's a real need for esports to be taken more seriously as a form of sport and a way of life. It is so much more than people sitting on their bums playing video games. And Lee said, it can be a career. To make it a job, you need to take it to the next level. Driving around the tracks, pinning your braking points, working out the lines in which you take the corners. Which, if you are a racing driver, is part of the practice. So next time you want to blow off some steam, or even cheer yourself up, and track days are too expensive, or you don't have the time, why not picking up a controller and giving it a go? 
If you wouldn't mind giving us a follow on our socials, Instagram at we are ignition that's we the letter r ignition give us a follow on youtube for any short content there might even be some video versions of the podcast coming out soon so with that being said i'm harry and this is the ignition podcast thank you for listening if you enjoyed today's or any of our other episodes please share them with at least three people you know who are in the car trade love cars or just find them interesting if we can get one more person to listen, there's one more person in my mission to help inspire people to do more with their passion for cars.